You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadim Bible Reading Plan in Charles River Church. For more information on Limadim, visit lmd.church. Or for more information on Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Welcome to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast, where we read through the Bible in the chunks, or sections based on themes it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name is Kevin, that's enough about me, let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading Judges 1-1 through 3-6, 65 verses today. After the death of Joshua, the people of Israel inquired of the Lord, Who shall go up first for us against the Canaanites to fight against them? The Lord said, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have given the land into his hand. And Judah said to Simeon his brother, Come up with me into the territory allotted to me, that we may fight against the Canaanites. And I likewise will go with you into the territory allotted to you. So Simeon went up with him. Then Judah went up, and the Lord gave Canaanites and the Perizzites into their hand, and they defeated 10,000 of them at Bezek. They found Adonai Bezek at Bezek, and fought against him, and defeated the Canaanites and the Perizzites. Adonai Bezek fled, but they pursued him and caught him, cut off his thumbs and his big toes. And Adonai Bezek said, Seventy kings with their thumbs and their big toes cut off, used to pick up scraps under my table, as I have done, so God has repaid me. And they brought him to Jerusalem, and he died there. And the men of Judah fought against Jerusalem and captured it, and struck it with the edge of the sword and set the city on fire. And afterward the men of Judah went down to fight against the Canaanites who lived in the hill country, in the Negeb, and in the lowland. And Judah went against the Canaanites who lived in Hebron. Now the name of Hebron was formerly Kiriath Arba, and they defeated Sheshai, and Ahiman, and Talmai. From there they went against the inhabitants of Debir. The name of Debir was formerly Kiriath-Sephir. And Caleb said, He who attacks Kiriath-Sephir and captures it, I will give him Akshath, my daughter, for a wife. And Othniel, the son of Kenes, Caleb's younger brother, captured it. And he gave him Akshath, his daughter, for a wife. And when she came to him, she urged him to ask her father for a field. And she dismounted from her donkey, And Caleb said to her, What do you want? She said to him, Give me a blessing. Since you have set me in the land of the Negev, give me also springs of water. And Caleb gave her the upper springs and the lower springs. And the descendants of the Kenite, Moses' father-in-law, went up to the people of Judah from the city of Palms into the wilderness of Judah, which lies in the Negev near Arad. And they went and settled with the people, And Judah went with Simeon his brother, and they defeated the Canaanites who inhabited Zephath, and devoted it to destruction. So the name of the city was called Hormah. Judah also captured Gaza with its territory, and Ashkelon with its territory, and Ekron with its territory. And the Lord was with Judah, and he took possession of the hill country. But he could not drive out the inhabitants of the plain, because they had chariots of iron. And Hebron was given to Caleb, as Moses had said. And he drove out from it the three sons of Anak, 
But the people of Benjamin did not drive out the Jebusites who lived in Jerusalem. So the Jebusites have lived with the people of Benjamin in Jerusalem to this day. The house of Joseph also went up against Bethel, and the Lord was with them. And the house of Joseph scouted out Bethel. Now the name of the city was formerly Luz. And the spies saw a man coming out of the city, and they said to him, Please show us the way into the city, and we will deal kindly with you. And he showed them the way into the city. And they struck the city with the edge of the sword, but they let the man and all his family go. And the man went to the land of the Hittites and built the city and called its name Luz. That's its name to this day. Manasseh did not drive out the inhabitants of Beth Sheen and its villages, or to Anak and its villages, or the inhabitants of Dor and its villages, or the inhabitants of Iblim and its villages, or the inhabitants of Megiddo with its villages. For the Canaanites persisted in dwelling in that land. When Israel grew strong, they put the Canaanites to forced labor, but did not drive them out completely. And Ephraim did not drive out the Canaanites who lived in Gezer, so the Canaanites live in Gezer among them. Zebulun did not drive out the inhabitants of Kitron, or the inhabitants of Nahalal, so the Canaanites lived among them, but became subject to forced labor. Asher did not drive out the inhabitants of Akko, or the inhabitants of Sidon, or of Ahlab, or of Akzib, or of Helba, or of Afik, or of Rehob. So the Asherites lived among the Canaanites, the inhabitants of the land, for they did not drive them out. Naphtali did not drive out the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh, or the inhabitants of Beth Anath, so they lived among the Canaanites, the inhabitants of the land. Nevertheless, the inhabitants of Beth Shemesh and of Beth Anath became subject to forced labor for them. The Amorites pressed the people of Dan back into the hill country, for they did not allow them to come down to the plain. The Amorites persisted in dwelling at Mount Heres, in Aijalon, and in Shalibim, for the hand of the house of the Joseph rested heavy on them, and they became subject to forced labor. And the border of the Amorites ran from the ascent of Arabim and Selah and upwards. Now the angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bochim and said, I brought you from Egypt and brought you into the land that I swore to give your fathers. I said, I'll never break my covenant with you, and you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You shall break down their altars, but you have not obeyed my voice. What is this you have done? So now I say, I will not drive them out before you, but they shall become thorns in your side, and their gods shall become a snare to you. As soon as the angel of the Lord spoke these words to all the people of Israel, the people lifted up their voices and wept. And they called, on the, they called the name of that place Bochim, and they sacrificed there to the Lord. When Joshua dismissed the people, the people of Israel went each to his inheritance to take possession of the land. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua. And in all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great work that the Lord had done for Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at age 110 years. And they buried him with the, within the boundaries of his inheritance in timnath Harris, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of the mountain of Gosh. And all that generation also were gathered to their fathers. And there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. And they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt, and they went after other gods, from among the gods of the people who were around them, and bowed down to them.
and they provoked the Lord to anger. They abandoned the Lord and served the Baals and the Ashtaroth. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he gave them over to plunderers who plundered them, and he sold them into the hand of their surrounding enemies, so they could no longer withstand their enemies. Whenever they marched out, the hand of the Lord was against them for harm, and the Lord had, as the Lord had warned, and as the Lord had sworn to them, and they were in terrible distress. Then the Lord raised up judges, who saved them out of the hand of those who plundered them. Yet they did not listen to the judges, for they whored after the gods and bowed down to them. They soon turned aside from the way in which their fathers had walked, who had obeyed the commandments of the Lord, and they did not do so. Whenever the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord with, was with the judge, and he saved them from the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning, because of those who afflicted and oppressed them. But whenever the judge died, they turned back and were more corrupt than their fathers, going after other gods, serving them and bowing down to them. They did not drop any of their practices or their stubborn ways. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And he said, Because this people has transgressed my covenant that I commanded their fathers, and have not obeyed my voice, I will no longer drive out before them any of the nations that Joshua left when he died, in order to test Israel by them, whether they will take care to walk in the way of the Lord as their fathers did, or not. So the Lord left those nations, not driving them out quickly, and he did not give them into the hand of Joshua. Now, these are the nations that the Lord left to test Israel by them. That is, in all in Israel who had not experienced all the wars in Canaan, it was only in order that the generations of the people of Israel might, not, might know war, to teach war to those who had not known it before. These are the nations, the five lords of the Philistines, and all the Canaanites, and the Sidonians, and the Hivites who lived on Mount Lebanon, from Mount Baal Hermon as far as Lebo Hamath. They were for testing of Israel, to know whether Israel would obey the commandments of the Lord which he commanded their fathers by the hand of Moses. So the people of Israel lived among the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And their daughters they took to themselves for wives, and their own daughters they gave to their sons, and they served their gods. Judges. This is a tough book in a lot of ways, and it's tough because it's very honest about the state of humanity. It's very honest about civilization and societies. It's very honest about uh, what happened to Israel as soon as Joshua was gone, and that whole uh, that whole generation that had uh, fought valiantly and trusted the Lord to come into the Promised Land. We see that again, going all the way back. To the garden, we have a God who decided to create creatures, us, humans, to partner with him in order to share his glory, to spread his glory over the face of the earth, to, to take dominion over the land, to be fruitful and multiply. A God who loves to bless, a God who loves, who, who gives in abundance. And we ha have been in rebellion since Adam and Eve, we've been in rebellion against that God. But he has 
pursued a plan in order to redeem and restore humanity and the entire world back into him. We've fallen into the influence of the devil. We have fallen into the influence of things that are right in our own eyes, like the fruit on the tree, that that is what we pursue. And moving all the way up here, God has now moved Israel, this former slave nation in the midst of the Egyptians that God has delivered out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. He has led them through the wilderness, kept his faithful covenant with them for 40 years, giving them manna every single day to eat, providing water miraculously for them, speaking to them through Moses and Aaron and then Joshua and then bringing them across the Jordan into the promised land, telling them, giving them a good law so that they can represent him to the nations around them, telling them, this is how you are to live because this is what will create human flourishing. And they get over the Jordan and almost immediately uh, they go in and it starts to go okay. They are dealing with the inhabitants of the land that God is bringing his justice upon because for 400 years he had waited patiently until their justice or their injustice was complete until their iniquity was complete and we see that a little bit right at the beginning with Adonai Bezek who says 70 kings with their thumbs and big toes cut off used to pick up scraps under my table and now as I have done so God has repaid me and so we see that the land that they, the, the people of the land, they, it's a harsh, it's a brutal people, and it's not that they're an innocent group that uh, the Israelites are then just displacing and, and killing. God doesn't work that way. If you think all the way back to Sodom and Gomorrah, this is this is judgment against wicked nations. This is a flood. Uh, that God has promised not to flood the entire world but he's a selective flood of judgment through Israel against these nations. But even as they get into the nations, almost immediately, they fail to do as the Lord has commanded. They did not drive out the inhabitants of the land. They did not put them to the sword. They got comfortable too quickly. And the angel of the Lord comes to them and tells them, You haven't obeyed my voice. What have you done? I've been nothing but faithful for you. I told you that if you don't drive out the inhabitants of the land, you're going to end up worshiping their gods. And that's the exact opposite of the plan here. The plan here is that I bring you into this new garden so that I can provide for you, so that I can care for you, so that you can be this kingdom of priests that will represent me to the nations around, and then the nations will be jealous and they'll be restored back to me. And immediately they go off course. And we see Israel's unfaithfulness continue again and again. And then there's a, kind of an overture right here in chapter 2, starting in 16, where uh, the author just gives us this, this cycle. This is what the book of Judges is going to be. That the Lord is going to, uh, people are going to be put into distress. They're going to be taken captive by their enemies. And then the Lord will raise up judges who save them out of the hand of those who plunder them. And then they'll listen to the judges for a little while. And then as soon as the judge dies, they're going to go back into corruption. They're going to go back into serving the false gods. And then God's going to lift up another judge. This whole book is a downward spiral 
and by the end of this book we will see some really familiar things that happen and it will be as though Israel not as though Israel will have become more corrupt than Sodom and Gomorrah by the end of the book of Judges and yet God is going to continue to use them because of the promises that he has made to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob God's word cannot fail and uh, and that's really going to be the book of Judges. And so as we wrap up today, I would ask you, what does this section of scripture tell us about who God is? What his character is like? What reminders do you need today? What does this section of scripture tell you about the state of humanity or about your own, about yourself? And then what is it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up inside you as we were reading? And take those thoughts Turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Until then, God bless.